Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of So Chat with Kat. My name is Kat and today I'm going to talk to you about how to sound sewing smart. And this is really important if you walk into your local dealership or you're calling a sewing dealer and you want to get answers to your questions in a more timely and efficient manner. The first thing that is really important to talk about is the make and model of your machine. So when you go in and ask for a part for your machine, the first thing the person is going to ask you is, what is the make and model? And the make is going to be the brand. Is it a Singer? Is it a Brother? Is it a Janome? Is it an Elna? Is it a Handy Quilter? You need to know the make of the machine and then the model number is extremely helpful. Now, if the model number isn't printed, on the front of the machine, consult your manual. If you can't find it in the manual, the place to find it is going to be where the serial number is located. And usually there's a small metal plate in the back of your machine or on the bottom. And if you look there, it will say not only your serial number, but it should also have the identifying information for the model of your machine. Now, if you are worried about forgetting, take a picture with your cell phone of that metal plate and then take a picture of the front of your machine and then take a third picture at eye level with the needle on your machine. Those three pictures are going to be really helpful in helping you find parts and accessories for your machine when you ask a sewing dealer if you're actually walking into a store, that's one way to get your ans answers very quickly. The second and third things to know is the shank system and the millimeters. Now I did episode 16 of the daily grind on the Cyber Sewing School YouTube channel. That's episode 16. And I explained the difference between the different shank systems, whether it's high shank, low shank, or industrial shank. And I also explained the millimeters. Now, what do I mean by that? When you rotate your hand wheel toward you and your needle sinks down into the machine, that opening is either a single hole, it is a five millimeter horizontal hole, seven millimeter, or a nine millimeter horizontal hole. And that's extremely important to know. Now, a dealer can identify your shank system and your millimeters, but if they have to identify it for you, you're losing your valuable time. So if you know this ahead of the game, before you go in, then that helps you get your answers faster. It helps you get your parts faster. But the shank system is gonna be determined by the height of a screw to the left of your presser foot and needle. Again, check out episode 16, and I also, examine the millimeter systems of several different types of machines. So visit that on Cyber Sewing School and you will actually see what I'm talking about so that you will be more informed about your machine. All right, number four is bobbins. Several years ago, I had a customer come in and she had the same machine as mine. It was a beautiful machine and it was about a $3,000 machine. And she came in and said, my machine isn't working. It's terrible, it's stitching terrible. This shouldn't be happening, it's only nine months old. Well, we look at her machine, and then when we got down to the needle plate and the bobbin area, popped off the cover of her needle plate and took out the bobbin. It turns out she was using the wrong bobbin for her machine. And she's like, well, no, this is the right bobbin. The guy at the flea market told me that this would work with my machine. <laughs> All right, 
Now I have issues with this because is the guy at the flea market a sewing specialist? I don't know and you don't know. I mean, maybe you do, but I'm assuming that he's not. So what happened was he sold you round plastic bobbins that are general, probably class 15 bobbins. And just because they look small, round, and plastic doesn't mean that they are the right bobbins for your machine. Be aware of this. They weren't Janome bobbins. Now I know Janome Elna bobbins are made to spec. They have a special resin on those bobbins that help them rotate more smoothly, ensuring a great stitch on a Janome machine. But you wanna buy brand specific bobbins from the manufacturer for your machine because it really can have an impact on your sewing. And if somebody is not a sewing dealer and they are sewing these bobbins 10 for a dollar, that's a red flag because bobbins aren't expensive. 10 for a dollar is dirt cheap. But on average, you can get 10 bobbins for your brand machine for many makes and models for approximately six bucks for 10 bobbins. Buy them. Don't go cheap with bobbins because it definitely matters. And also, one thing that we hate to see when somebody brings in a machine is they have the wrong bobbin, like let's say they have a metal bobbin into a machine, into a bobbin case that we know takes a plastic bobbin. And we say to them, where did you get this bobbin? Like, why are you using this particular bobbin? Oh, because I found it in my sewing supplies. It's an old bobbin and it fits, it works. Well, sometimes it will work and sometimes it will does, it won't. And if it works over time, what may happen is that metal bobbin may be rubbing against the plastic bobbin case and developing a ridge. And that ridge is not a good thing because what can happen is over time when that needle thread goes into that bobbin area, and it rotates around that hook, your needle thread may be catching on, or even the bobbin thread may be catching on a scratch that has developed from that metal bobbin case running, from that metal bobbin rubbing against that plastic bobbin case. And that's not a good thing. So that's a red flag for us in that there could be a problem with your machine if you have been using that for a while just because it just because you decided that, that bobbin worked. Now I'm not saying that you're dumb. That's not what I'm saying at all. This is a common issue that we see, but I want you to be smarter about your machine, know what is supposed to be in that bobbin case and know what isn't. And that goes a long way to making sure that you get quality stitching. Speaking of which, many people will come in and these are people that really don't use their machines very often and they'll plop their machines on the service counter and they'll say something is wrong with my machine because I'm getting all this thread on the bottom of my fabric and there's something wrong with the bobbin area. Here's something I want to tell you. When somebody brings that in, 90% of the time, what happens on the bottom is reflected on top and what happens on top is reflected on the bottom. So when you see that mass of threads in the bobbin area on the underside of the fabric, it is probably an issue with your needle tension. Because think about it this way. When your needle sinks into the fabric, you need tension to bring that thread that's going down into the bobbin area back up. So if you don't have enough needle tension, what's gonna happen is your needle thread is simply going to be collecting on the underside of the fabric because there's not enough tension to pull it back up to form a balanced stitch. Hence you get that massive threads on the underneath. 
I have been in class and I have had customers say to me, look, look at my top thread. Look on the top. There's no definition in the stitch. Well, I always tell them, take out your bobbin and then reinsert your bobbin the appropriate way. You want to make sure that your bobbin thread is being um, inserted into that tension spring and that's something that people will miss from time to time, even experienced sewists. So just make sure that you are make that those threads are being engaged in either your needle tension or your bobbin tension spring. That's crucial to getting a beautiful balanced stitch. While we're on the topic of discussing a beautiful balanced stitch with your needle and bobbin threads, another thing I want to talk to you about is the way people reference thread. When you call it string, my string is all over the bottom of the fabric. That is a sure clue to the person that you're speaking to that you really don't sew that much. So you always want to talk about thread as opposed to string because that makes you sound like you are a sewist and that you do have experience. It just makes you sound a bit smarter when you're talking to someone in the industry. All right, on to number seven. Seventh point I want to make is your needles. Change your needles often. And I've talked about this before. People don't understand that Needles are like tires on a car. If you drive your car X amount of miles, you should be changing to new tires. And not only new tires, but the appropriate set of tires for the type of driving and the environment in which you live. So change your needles often, it makes a difference, and also make sure you clean your machine. So many people are too scared to take off the needle plate, take out the bobbin case and really get in there and clean. Some machines do need to be oiled, not all, many of the machines today don't need to be oiled, but some do. So make sure you um, ask the person that you're buying it from about that if you are purchasing from a sewing dealer or if you're not, if you're purchasing online or from someone else, make sure you consult the manual so that you know where and how often you should be oiling your machine. I always like to say a drop or two of oil goes a long way in the appropriate places of making sure that your machine is stitching properly. And if you're not sure, look for parts that move. Uh, just rock your hand well a little bit. Look for parts that, like the moving parts, and that's where you really want to put the oil. I remember that I was looking at an old manual of mine. And back when I was 12 or 13 years old, my gosh, I was so scared to oil my machine because my biggest fear was, what if I oil in the wrong place? I'm going to tell you, don't worry about it. Better to have a little drop of oil someplace where it's not than to not have enough oil where you should have it. And then when you're finished oiling machine, run some sample fabric and there's some extra fabric through just to absorb all the oils and then you should be good to go. When you clean your machine, I would recommend cleaning out all the lint first, taking maybe a suction tool that is designed to be hooked up to your vacuum cleaner that is specifically for, those tools are specifically for sewing machines, and suctioning out all that dust. If you don't have one of those, that's okay. Use your cleaning brush to the best of your ability in getting out the extra fuzz. And sometimes people use pipe cleaners. Just get it out. And then after you clean out the lint, then oil your machine. All right, so don't tell someone, <laughs> kind of fib if you can, that you've never cleaned your machine before. Just say, oh, it's, it's been a long time. Because not knowing that you need to clean your machine is also a clue 
that you don't use your sewing machine very much much and I I want to make sure that you sound smart and that you know what you're doing because let's face it when you know we all have walked into places where if we don't know what we're talking about people may talk down to us or they may not show us respect that we feel that we should get as as an individual walking into an establishment and you just want some extra help so these tips should help you sound like a more knowledgeable consumer and one that will get a certain degree of respect and I, I find this especially in places that have commission and I see a lot of these complaints online like I walked into my local dealership and and I wasn't buying anything and nobody really wanted to deal with me well this is just a way for you to sound smarter be a more informed consumer and be able to talk to sewing to someone in the sewing industry and get the answers and results that you desire and the help that you deserve. All right, you guys, I hope this helped. And until next time, happy sewing. And please uh, join my Facebook group, Cyber Sewing School, and follow me on YouTube. My uh, YouTube is Cyber Sewing School. And I hope to see you there. And please ask me questions. All right, you guys, take care and happy sewing.